It's story time at Disc Radio. And there's a story coming from us to you. Mm. Hello there. Welcome. And thank you for joining us on Season 2 of Disc Radio. This season is titled Same Same But Different. And we're going to be bringing in a guest host later in this season, Sahiti Sarva, who is much more qualified than I am to explain to you what this phrase means, where it comes from, and why we have chosen it for this season. So I hope that you can live with the mystery through a little bit of me talking, and a whole bunch of really amazing stories. My name is Connor McMullen, and I'm part of the Dutch International Storytelling Center. I'm also a story engineer based in The Hague, and I love storytelling and bringing storytellers together. And that's exactly what we have for you this season. We've brought together a whole bunch of storytellers and done something really cool with them. So... Let's cut straight to the choice and hear from everyone else who will be joining us this season. I'm Sina, Sina Merken, a storyteller based in Amsterdam and Groningen in the north of the Netherlands. And I tell all types of stories. I host the Grand Pillow Society storytelling community in Groningen. And yeah, what else can I say? I love storytelling. It's the best thing in the world. I'm Sahiti. Um, Sahiti Sarva. My name actually means um, literature in Sanskrit. It's the derivative of a word that means literature. And in India, it's always interesting because I think people name their kids because they want them to embody a certain characteristic. And I was born in the 90s in India, that generation where every parent put all their expectations on their child. And I grew up as part of that. And embodying my name was part of it, I think. Um, but more than anything, I think I'm quite a dreamy, non, not realistic person who enjoys floating around in castles that uh, I built, which sometimes tend to work out because I guess all fun ideas start as a dream in the beginning and all the other times I, can, I find myself falling down and picking myself up. I am Francie and I live in the Netherlands in uh, The Hague and I am a storyteller and I'm a team member of the Dutch International Storytelling Center. Yeah, um, my name is uh, Pleun. I, um, I'm 51 years old. I've turned storyteller in Corona times uh, when I finished the uh, professional storytelling course at Masrap in Amsterdam. And before that, I was a clinical forensic psychologist. And actually, the way it turned out, I'm almost 80% of my time devoting to storytelling right now which is a great turn, I think, yeah. So yeah, I'm Edgar. Um, I've been now about two, three years into storytelling. Um, 
quite funny that uh, there was this uh, in Soin Wageningen there was also storytelling but just getting started and just I think it was even two weeks before that she was like oh I have this poetry thing going on but I actually don't have any poets yet is there anyone who does poets poems and I was like yeah, I write something and from that on so I did first some slam poetry I'm still doing slam poetry and I then went to do storytelling and I immediately found my voice. I immediately was like, yes, this is it. And then it took a lot more uh, finding out, figuring out, okay, I really, this is my path. So now I'm, uh, I am uh, developing my YouTube channel. So hopefully this year I will get my YouTube channel up and running. And then Storyteller Seek is uh, alive and kicking. There you have it. The cast, crew, friends, uh, they became family over the course of several months for MythLab 3.0. And I want to give a big thanks and a nice warm digital hug to all of them. It's been such a great adventure. Now you're probably sitting there thinking, what is MythLab? Why is it 3.0? And what does all of this have to do with storytelling and stories and this same, same, but different thing that you're doing here for season two? All great questions. I could sit here and monologue for a good 20 minutes about what is MythLab, how we got there, what are we doing this season? And I thought about that, but then I thought, no, let's first hear from the participants. Because after MythLab, I sat down with each of them and I asked them, what is MythLab and what does it mean to you? And I think those five answers will be a much richer and deeper explanation of what is MythLab and what we were trying to accomplish than anything that I could ever do by myself. So here again are the five participants of MythLab with their definition and their perspective on what we were doing together the last several months. Um, well, MythLab is a place where storytellers meet and talk storytelling, which is from the start that I joined it has been very exciting. And we share our questions, we share our views. Um, in that sense, it's been an inspiring place for me. Like it's, it's not often that I get together with a group of other storytellers and we talk about what we do, how we do it, why we do it. Yeah. Funny, right? One of the first things you realize it's called Myth Lab, like myth, which is completely unreal, and lab, which is something where you actually do experiments and sciencey stuff. So it's kind of an oxymoron to put them together, but also not. Uh, and it's, it's that's exactly what we do. We have an extremely scientific process for an extremely dreamy world that we want to build. And I think that's what, for me, Myth Lab has been which is to find the method behind the magnet. And this was the first time I was exposed to it. I did not know, uh, I, I did not talk to people who've been in this field for so long. And I felt extremely privileged to even be invited uh, in the first place. And when I found myself on the table, I was like, I love the fact that we started all our sessions with burning questions. And I, I, every session I almost had a burning question because that was the one thing I was able to think of because I was in front of people who all had done this for such a long time and they had such good insight on how to scientifically approach storytelling. And that's exactly what MythLab was for me. 
I would love to say something about um, how wonderful it was to work with five other storytellers. Because as a storyteller, you, uh, often you work on your own. Writing your stories, crafting stories, telling your stories in the mirror or to a plant or whatever, the ducks in the, in the, in the pond. And it's quite a, um, uh, not lonely, but you are alone working on your stories. So that was a great thing for me to, to, uh, to, 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 to talk to other storytellers and be inspired by them. And I hope I inspired them too with, with, with my um, uh, vision or stories or whatever. So that was one of the, the, the biggest assets, I think, of the Mid Lab, to work with other storytellers. Uh, well, uh, to me, MythLab is actually a pretty new place to be. Um, uh, you invited me to join this project, which uh, I, I uh, looking back, I had no idea what we were going to do, and um, <laughs> which is basically my way of, of, of entering new projects all the time. That I think, oh, that sounds really cool, and I, I do not get much uh, of the specifics, and then I just jump in, and gradually I think, well, where did I end up this time? Um, so MythLab for me is, is, is really a place to experiment, to extend your own boundaries and, uh, in, in, in interaction with other storytellers, which help you in a way to, uh, to ex make that expansion, which I really like because it brings you further in a very short time, actually. And, um, yeah, the season two will be the product of such a collaboration and, uh, for me, it is already amazing because I think that this time we we landed on a feat where which is inaccessible in a way to storytellers because we are all the way I got to know storytellers. Of course, they're very different, but they're also very autonomous people. Uh, they have a very clear view of what they want and what they don't like where they want to head with the story, what their personal touch or feel or color of the story should be. And uh, in this project, we were kind of forced to come up with a plan together with six. So we had to agree on some things and uh, it took us three months <laughs> to agree on, on five elements of the structure of the story. And uh, that was an excursion in itself already. So... Uh, yeah, I think that was a wonderful ride. Yeah, it was really wonderful to get that implementation. Uh, very scary. And it was just a roller coaster. It was just total. Uh, it, it started off very much a high of like, we just. Uh, it's so beautiful that the, 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 as storytellers, as writers, we are always in the. Uh, uh, with ourselves in our own little hub of our little home, and then suddenly we're together and we're making together this story, and pop, 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 and so suddenly there is this story. And then it went a bit more like, oh my god, what is happening? <laughs> okay, <laughs> we have all these creative people together, we're just powerful people just like okay this is gonna be it and um 
And then the beautifulness was also that uh, in my in my history, my personal history, uh, the, the uh, group work was not my thing. It's never been my thing, and I have become more comfortable with it. And now I'm suddenly doing something that I really like, that I'm really into, and there is group work involved in it. Okay, here comes together. So it was the, there was also a session that was also almost therapeutic for me. It was like I face facing things I have not faced yet. Mm, I love to hear those descriptions. I think each perspective adds something that I could never bring on my own. And as a whole, they're a perfect description of what MythLab is and what it means to us. So I don't have much to add, except maybe that MythLab is a digital space. Um, even in a country as small as the Netherlands, we're scattered all about, and it can be hard to get storytellers to come together for a few hours during the middle of a week. So the digital space has been really nice. It makes scheduling easy and people can join from the comfort of their own homes, whether your home is in the Netherlands or somewhere else out in the world. And that's been another great benefit of meeting online is connecting internationally with other storytellers. So most of the time while we were in the sessions, Sahiti has actually been joining us from India. And the added perspective and the different cultures have come into play a lot. She's going to talk more about that in the end. For now, I have one little other story for you before we get on to the stories that are at the core of this season. You see, we did meet in person recently. Plune, Francine, and I gathered at Zena's Grand Pillow Society in Troningen for World Storytelling Day. And there we heard three stories from this season. As we watched the audience, we saw something really magical happen. More magical than just the magic of telling someone a story, but the magic trick at the center of this project. And then I got up on stage and I started talking about the trick and I pointed right at it. And like all good magic, as soon as you point at it, it disappears. So I'm going to leave you with that mystery. So I'll leave you with a second mystery of the magic of this season of Disc Radio. I hope you enjoy all the stories and we'll catch up again at the end of this season. And then somebody else would say, like the image that comes to me, and I would just notice this uncomfortable sensation in my body, like, no, that's not my image in my head. This is wrong. And then another person would say something like, it's still not the image. And then like somebody would say something that would bring it all together into something new that was better than any of us had said. And I remember the amount of times when we were all like, <gasps> goosebumps, that's it. And that was just beautiful of seeing what happens if you let go of these babies, these things you create and just allow several people to put, give input until you get somewhere that you would not have gotten without the other people. I really like that. It's very interesting because I think the only, if we had to combine all the rules to one rule that was the only rule that really governed our entire process is that we should do it together. It's a very collective approach to an otherwise extremely individualistic society and uh, process of storytelling, which is, I think, very nice. Um, and I think it's just the choice that we made to stick to it, to do it together, because there, 
was always a choice to drop out at any given point of time where you felt like too many of your babies died or too much happened and you couldn't take it but everybody continued to make the choice of sticking together so i think that was um yeah sticking together can create emergencies a powerful idea to think about what what i really like about this project as well is because it sounds almost theoretical now you know while we are discussing it but uh, somebody who's listening to this discussion should realize that our experiences as storytellers in this project was indeed very visceral it was not cognitive or intellectual at all it was very bodily work you know <laughs> Uh, containing all these impressions and tensions and letting go and, and, and enthusiasm that, yeah, it was really life. Really say what you really want to say and say it in your way. Getting back. Thank you. Thank you for that uh, beautiful uh, outburst, beautiful words that you're saying. And then you're really like, what do, you, what do you mean? I I just said I want to cry. <laughs> so there is a beautiful realization of that my words and my story has become different. Quite a process. <laughs> but that's yeah. wonderful. I mean, you need this sometimes in your life. It's a challenge and uh, yeah, I like that.